everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season six, episode six, yes. seven, six, <laughs> episode six of BoJack Horseman. The kidney stays in the picture. I am Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm great. I was thinking if I had to drive this one, I was going to say joined by the congested Kirsten McInnes. <laughs> Doesn't start with a K, but, you know. (laughs) And that I am, you know, a peek behind the curtain. You know, we didn't record on schedule for the last episode because I was making my triumphant return to vacations uh, (laughs) since 2019, going to New York, seeing my friends, eating pizza. And I did do all of those things. But in the process of that, I have also contracted the novel coronavirus. Oh, I don't know why it's so much funnier that you said the novel coronavirus. It is. It's so much funnier to call it the novel coronavirus. <laughs> and then I, at one point, someone said novel coronavirus, and I was like, please, novel coronavirus is my father. Call me COVID. <laughs> uh, it's not even novel anymore. <laughs> like everyone just has it. <laughs> it's the basic coronavirus. Stop. You're going to make me cough. Stop. <laughs> Sorry to you for editing this episode. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but yes, I feel like medium crappy I'm okay don't be don't worry vaccines are cool I feel like if I was not vaccinated I would be feeling like super truly ghoulish like <laughs> literally lower the coffin but I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay and we appreciate your sacrifice I know I think a lot of people would have been like no we're not recording but here you are I'm sorry after all the work you went through so that we wouldn't miss a week <laughs> I'm gonna let a stupid spike protein (laughs) let us ruin a week no absolutely not i did get some very nice feedback about last week's nonsensical episode so that was nice (laughs) i saw Chappelle, and he was like i was so excited to listen to bojack horse pod on my way to the airport and then i looked and saw it was only 30 minutes and i was like what (laughs) not even it was like 21 minutes or something yeah i don't think i've ever talked so fast in all my life It was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was a moment in time. (laughs) And you know what? Hopefully we never have to do it that way again. Yes. I really was not sure how it was going to turn out when I was just like, Kirsten, I'm going to send you a bunch of voice note questions. (laughs) I was literally sat on my bed with Josh, just like listening to them and then recording them feeling (laughs) so embarrassed. I really liked when you were like, I thought you were asking me to reflect on this episode. And I thought, super cringe. And I was like, that's correct. <laughs> yes, that's that's right. Listen, it felt cringe to do, but we're letting the horse girls in. We're letting them know us. And if they aren't happy with that, then screw them, I guess. <laughs> they seem pretty happy. They're lovely. Literally, like, when have the horse girls been mean? Like, you said on that podcast like about mean comments we've received and I was like when when have we received a mean go <laughs> I think I was thinking just generally like if I, I ever do any podcast I get like the most minor of criticism and I'm like oh god I'll never appear online again so it's better for me to just, oh, just not tell me who to consume fight it. just literally <laughs> tell me who to fight yeah it's good it's good I'm ready yes do you think people are wondering what time it is right now I bet they are okay well Scally can let us in what time is it? Okay, so it is Saturday, the 7th of May, 2022. And the Pacific time zone is 4.21 p.m. We were so close. 
Damn. So close. Um, you really look like you're just like on your way out to have a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm ready to go smoke weed for sure. It's legal here. It's fine. But also, I don't smoke. <laughs> it's 7.21 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone in New York. It is 12.21 a.m. on Sunday, May 8th in London. It is Sunday, May 8th at 7.21 a.m. in Hong Kong. And that is what time it is right now. Incredible. I did realize last week that I forgot to acknowledge Scally. So retroactive apologies to Scally. I never acknowledged the audio. And then many people were like, it's so weird that you don't. And I was like, (laughs) fine, I will. Man, yeah, no. Scally was not one of the few that said that, but it's fine. I know. He thinks it's weird. It's only weird because it's his voice, yes. and we love him. Yes. So, Okay, so there are not very many holidays for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. That surprises me. I would have thought a 10th would be a good day for holidays. Well, it is clean up your room day. I don't think I'll... I mean, I should partake because I have, like, travel stuff everywhere and also I'm dead and I'm sure there's going to be, like, a thousand Kleenexes everywhere. (laughs) I will not be partaking. What's your usual unpacking process when you don't have COVID and you're not dying? I actually... I get home and I unpack right away. Yeah. I throw everything in the laundry. I put everything... I I like to get it normal, like, instantly, but I haven't even... I haven't even opened my suitcase this time. Yeah, fair. I'd be the same. I'm like that also. I like to get all my crap stashed away. Well, yeah, you're a one. Classic. It's National Lipid Day. Oh. <laughs> what? It means nothing to me. What? <laughs> it, it, and it gives us no further information. All right. We have so I, I, I guess probably it's about nothing good. fat. Yeah. I mean, fat is very important to a balanced diet, so... It is a rare condition in which an abnormal increase in the number of lipids like cholesterol or fat in the blood occurs. Dyslipidemia. Okay, well, everyone be careful. Um, (laughs) Be careful out there. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's rough out there. It's also National Shrimp Day. Mm -hmm. So eat shrimp if you like shrimp, I guess. Do you like shrimp? Yeah. Yeah. Shrimp's fine. One time a girl I went to university with left half a shrimp ring in her fridge over winter break Mm -mm. and came back and it was... Pure molds. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not a big shrimp ring guy. Well, what about a shrimp ring with yogurt, Lindsay? What? (laughs) Explain yourself. What? (laughs) Never mind. I'll talk to you later. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's also National Small Business Day, so Mm, shout out to Hazel's Cafe. Oh, yeah. She'll like that so much. (laughs) Are we technically a small business? <laughs> I think we might just be. Oh, my God. Celebrate yeah. Small Business Day by becoming a patron of Bojack Horsebod. Yes, do it. It is World Lupus Day. Mm-hmm. Trust Your Intuition Day. Okay. And then Sex Differences in Health Awareness Day, which I think is just noticing that, like, oh, yeah, because this is apparently Women's Health Week. Oh, I see. And so it's to inform healthcare professionals and patients about the differences in mm. men and women's health that are often misunderstood. Yeah. Don't just assume that if you did a study with a bunch of dudes that it's going to apply to everyone. Get those scientists. Get their ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Oh, I feel so much better that you had control of the holidays this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, I could <laughs> tell you were so uncomfortable. Well, now I'm like, oh, 
Lindsay hates the holidays. Should we stop doing them? Like, I'm like, oh, she hates it so much. Here's the thing. I don't hate the holidays. I just never know what to say about the holidays. This one, I felt like we had some decent ones that I could comment on. But last week, it was like, oh, it's like these nonsensical ones. And Kirsten's not here to contribute anything. So I had to just And I should have. I should have looked up the holidays. I should have said what time it was for me and looked up the holidays. And I'm a bad co-host for that. And I'm sorry. Nonsense. No, you're perfect. I was like the Friday before leaving. I was literally like, oh, I'm fully burnt out at this point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is there no more time to do the things I need to do? (laughs) You're a very busy person. It's too much. Mm -hmm. And then COVID slapped me down. It's a bitch lay down. I think so. And it's time. I napped for five hours today, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, it seems like you needed it. You traveled. I you're felt sick. so good. Yeah. It felt so good. Yeah. Okay. The kidney stays in the picture. Mm-hmm. The 66th episode of Bojack Horseman. Whoa. You say it like that. Jeez. <laughs> 66 <laughs> episodes. Like that. That's wild. Jeez. Plus, we've I done know, a couple we've... bonus ones. So, is this going to be like a significant number for us? Let me look. I don't believe mm. so. Probably not. Bojack, horse bud. This will be our 69th episode. Ayo. Ayo. Nice. Wow. That is very notable. Happy yeah. 69th episode, everybody. What did you think about the kidney stays in the picture? I'll be honest. This is not my favorite episode. And I think it's probably the weakest one that we've seen in season six. It's fun to hang out with Todd so much but I have never been wild about this storyline and I feel like yeah I don't know it just like doesn't do a lot for me like the assistant storyline is fine like the Bojack Dr. Champ stuff is fine but I don't know it's just not my favorite what do you think I thought it was fun yeah I think it's like I think it's above replacement level for an episode Mm -hmm. of Bojack yeah but is it like the best probably not I like I think I liked it more than you yeah. I think as I was approaching it, I was like, I sort of remember this episode and how they go to like the organ factory or whatever and try to get it back. Which just like, I'm not a scientist, but I feel like you can't just like keep organs outside of bodies for that long. Yeah, I think not. And it looked like they were just like in a warehouse. <laughs> like It didn't look like the storage was that good. Like based on my knowledge watching Grey's Anatomy, you have a very limited amount of time to get an mm-hmm. organ in a cooler to a body before it's no good. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding as well. I remember I knew this girl, like friend of a friend who was getting a lung transplant and it was very much like she had to stay in Toronto for months and months because she wasn't couldn't be too far from the hospital in case it happened. There was like such a short window. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Did she get her transplant? Sure did. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. One of my coworkers donated a kidney to their sister. Wow. Yeah. Become an I'm organ donor, pro, horse girl. Yeah, very pro-organ donation. Yes. I think that's safe to say, <laughs> pro-organ donation podcast. I mean, some people are really think it's weird, and I can I can kind of understand that, but also, like, I don't need two kidneys. Yeah. And did you know that if you donate a kidney and then you end up needing a kidney, you shoot to the top of the list because you previously gave a kidney? I did not know that. I just learned that recently, at least in BC, where we both live. I like that. It's like a reward. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so the kidney stays in the picture. So this episode, we've still got the assistants on strike. Casey and Stuart seem (laughs) to be like the, the main 
people in front of this strike and they're like, listen, we have very reasonable demands. We just want to not be treated like garbage. And Lenny Turtletop's like, "Mm mm-mm, we're at an impasse. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. Good stuff from Tom Grumbo, Jumbo, Jumbo, Grumbo. Why can I never remember the order? Anyway, the whale. There's a great moment from him here where it opens up this whole conversation about the assistants with him being like, and they even let the birthday boy pilot the plane. There were no survivors. And at the same time, there is a thing running along the bottom on the ticker that's like anti-vax actress says there are no small parts, only small children with smallpox. Very dark. Very funny. (laughs) Very dark. (laughs) And then so while the assistants are on strike... Literally, there's a scene in traffic, and nobody knows how to do anything. Mm-hmm. It is so it's so embarrassing for all of these people. Yes, they're all toddlers. Yeah, none of them know how to do anything. Like, where's my car? Where's my dry cleaning? What's my mother's maiden name? All these things that they need help with, and they just simply can't do on their own. And you'd think that they'd be willing to pay well for those services, but no. Yeah, no. As long as they can't treat them like garbage, they're not interested. I'm an assistant, and I don't get treated like garbage. That's good. Uh, he said that so earnestly it's true i'm happy for you um my brain is really not working that's okay um we're just happy to have you back i'm just i'm just glad to be here but you know if i don't have that much to add i apologize it's okay i feel like it's been ages since we've actually had one of these calls how long has it been like two weeks 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 yeah absurd so Dr. Champ, like, wakes up from his hangover mm-hmm. and is like, did I drink last night? Bojack's like, yes, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw you. Bojack was there all night. Dr. Champ says, no one can know about this. Like, there are so many people here struggling. They're counting on me. And then Bojack has to help him escape through the window with... Why is this such a recurring bit? This is so good. I have in my notes, this is an incredible running gag because I don't think I ever noticed before. And they shout it out every time of like, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like, I have a way of getting you at this window without anyone seeing you. Like, this is the third time this season they've used the, like, sheet rope. <laughs> so good. It's truly insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Cham, not good at using this thing. He, like, swings his way down and then just lands on top of Bojack. Yeah, Bojack's like, stop swinging. <laughs> Yeah, Bojack's just on the ground like, stop, just get down. He's like, am I being inconspicuous? No, you're being very conspicuous. (laughs) We also get an establishing shot of Todd at Princess Carolyn's apartment doing a puppet show for Ruthie. And then the doorbell rings and in walks Jorge Chavez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Todd's like, oh no, this guy's here, like instantly establishing that this is not a good relationship. And yeah. And he is voiced... By Jamie. Is it Camille or Camille? Jamie. I'm going to say Camille. It's probably Camille, hey? Probably. People may know him from Jane the Virgin. It looks like he's been doing, he's done quite a lot of things. But I would say Jane the Virgin seems like the most high profile that like people might know about. (laughs) Voice the role of Barry in the Spanish language version of the B movie. I got to tell you, those are all just words to me. (laughs) You never saw the B movie? I feel like it was so bad, but everyone saw it anyway. No, because it was bad and I didn't want <laughs> That was to the watch right move. It. Yeah, good call. He also did some voicing in du- the DuckTales from 2018 to 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of Spanish language stuff on here. Yes, but so that's what that's why I think Jane the Virgin would be the most English language thing that people would know about. But yes, and so he shows up that he has news about Todd's mother. Mhm. 
Yeah, Todd's like, what is it? Like, you're going to marry my mom, insert yourself into our family, and ruin my life? Because you already told me that 25 years ago. Oof. Yeah. There's, like, also this kind of telenovela music playing over it, which is kind of fun. Yes. And he's like, no, I didn't come to fight. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt you in your home. And Todd's like, well, I sleep on the couch. Yeah, like, joke's on you. I don't even own this place. Like, I was, I thought it was kind of interesting because he's like, oh, I've been out for like 10 years. You guys kicked me out, which suggests that Todd's been out on his own since he was like 15. It's very sad. Wait, is he 25 now? I thought he was 28 now. Oh, sure. He probably is now because I guess time has passed in the Bojack universe. <laughs> yeah. True. He was 25 at the beginning of the show, right? I maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Time has passed. Yeah. But I think he got kicked out when he was 18. Yeah. That would make slightly more sense and be slightly less sad still not great though still not great jorge's like your mom needs help and todd is like well why didn't she come herself and this is where we find out that she is in a coma and she needs a kidney mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like she's in a coma like a rudeness coma like no just a regular coma. <laughs> i mean what is a rudeness coma yeah i don't know but doesn't sound good that's what i would love to know mm-hmm. what's a rudeness coma but it's too late because Todd sold his kidney last week to buy sock puppets. <laughs> this was very funny to me. Just the absurdity of this. That like, oh, I already gave my kidney to someone else. Like, oh, why? It's like, well, you see, I needed to buy these sock puppets for Ruby. Like as if Princess Carolyn wouldn't pay for puppets. <laughs> Stop it. Like, yeah. this is so ridiculous. Yeah, it's very, very absurd. He's like, oh, come on, Ruthie. We're going on a field trip to the organ market. Not the organ market. Not that. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the kind of field trip that you go on when Todd is your nanny. I mean, at least it's, you know, creative. (laughs) Getting fresh air. So back on the assistant strike, this is a disaster. This whole city is shut down. And Lenny Turtletop is like, if we give the assistants respect, how are we going to work through our rage issues? Mm -hmm. We're going to have to take it out on our spouses and children. That's not good. I just don't understand. Why not, like, channel it into your art? Mm, Yes. Make some rage-filled art. I feel like lots of people have done that. Yeah, but no. Princess Carolyn comes up with a plan to, you know, get over all this by maybe giving the, like, major assistants what they think they want. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it's just like how you sell your show to a streaming service and they give you little vanity cards, but then it autoplays past the credits and so no one actually sees your vanity cards. It's like very meta joke. I mean, I just... Does anyone ever watch credits on anything? That's a fair point. <laughs> Even if it doesn't auto-skip them. Like, I'll manually skip. Mm, yes, fair. And, like, even in the olden days of, like, watching movies on, like, DVD, you're going to shut it off. Yeah, or, like, you rewind that VHS right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better believe it. I'm a one. <laughs> yeah, enough. Be kind, please rewind. Uh, and Lenny's like, I don't understand though. What would an assistant even want? Like, do they want gift cards? Yeah, it's the only thing. Like I a pizza party? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and Princess Carolyn's like, yeah, when I was an assistant, all I wanted was just not to be an assistant anymore. And I wrote down the gist of this joke from Lenny Turtletop, which I really liked. It's like, I'll say to you what I said on the Adams family when we were brainstorming cousins and whatnot. That's it. <laughs> Too much. Uh, it was funny, but too much. Mm-hmm. We do see Mr. I don't remember this plot line at all. <laughs> Did 
Did this happen? Yeah. So Mr. Peanut Butter is at the bar and Joey Pogo comes up and Joey Pogo is like, oh my God, like I wanted to get in touch with you because like everyone thinks you're amazing because of your struggle with depression, but my assistant isn't around and your assistant's not around. So like, I guess we'll never meet. And then they just like go their separate ways. Truly. I I don't remember this happening. <laughs> it was pretty But allegedly, brief. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, wow, I would have loved to get together. Yeah. He's <laughs> like... Yeah, he's like, even if your assistant had been around, unfortunately, mine's not around and couldn't have taken the meeting. So why are people so bad at living their lives? (laughs) It's a great question. Oh, anyways, Bojack finally checks out of rehab. Yeah. And gets in a cabra-cadabra car and starts to head for home. But then sees Dr. Champ's van outside of Velikin's. Not the literal rehab van at a bar. Yeah, yeah, true. And then I did like this from the driver where she's like, wow, already stopping for a drink, huh? <laughs> Botex, like your commentary is very helpful. Thank you. When he's like, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. drinking. Yeah, but Dr. Champ sure is. Well, yeah, he's discovered that, you know, the rule of never drinking again is horrible. Whatever happened to moderation? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I mean, if it works for you, you should do what works for you. But I'm not sure it works for me. And it's like, Obviously, it doesn't work for you, Dr. Champ, because you're wasted two days in a row. Mm-hmm. He's extremely drunk. Very sad. Mm-hmm. We get Hori, Todd, and Ruthie show up where Todd sold his organ, which is Mike and Morgan's House of Organs. <laughs> yeah, from keyboards to bladders. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> if everyone it's, could see this, the look on Kirsten's face is one it's of... It's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> one of total horror. <laughs> But the kidneys, Todd's kidney is gone. All the kidneys are gone because White Whale, Jeremiah White Whale is stockpiling organs and bought out their company because he's an old guy who wants, a ritual guy who wants to live forever. Yeah. So he's like, they sold off all the organs and they are going out of business. And Morgan said that they should just stick to pianos, but Mike wanted to expand into body parts. I mean, I do think that the organ like body part industry is quite robust mm-hmm. i think that's fair in canada you can't even sell your blood that is true i would if i could you have to give it all that, your own I'm, free will like i'm that poor i'm sell my blood poor <laughs> oh god i had a friend in ottawa who was significantly older than me, but volunteered at the theater where I worked. And he used to tell a story about like being very young and traveling around Europe and just selling his blood for money. Yeah, I would do it. It was funny in the States last week, I mentioned that you can't sell any like, like people were talking about like selling your eggs and stuff. I was like, oh, you can't sell any of that in Canada. And they're like, what? Not even your plasma? And I was like, no, (laughs) not even you can't sell (laughs) even your plasma. (laughs) You can't sell your eggs here either, huh? Oh. No, you can't sell anything. I think it's quite lucrative in America to sell your eggs, isn't it? Well, yeah, especially if you're college educated. Mm-hmm. I got those good, good genes that Americans would pay <laughs> so much for. They're just rotting away, <laughs> not just being sold. wasting away, not being <laughs> sold. Uh, unacceptable. <laughs> Todd asks to buy a giant barrel of anesthesia and uses it to drug Jorge and take him to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And they just wake up in Todd and or in Diane and Guy's apartment. And Diane's just like, yep, no problem. You're just like in my house. It's fine. You've been kidnapped and taken across state lines. Mm-hmm. And Jorge's like, what the hell? And they're like, don't worry about it. We're going to break into the White Whale building because Diane still has an ID card. Like what? Mm-hmm. Todd's like, we're getting my kidney back and we're going to save my mom. Yep. 
Yeah, they pulled a weekend at Bernie's in order to get Jorge across state lines. Very funny picture of Jorge in front of the bean. I also have that written down. <laughs> in front of the bean, exclamation mark. Which, as we know, is scrubbed twice a day. Yeah. We've, <laughs> I, kn- I knew I'd talked about that somewhere. <laughs> I also brought it up at work recently because someone was like, oh, have you ever seen that bean in Chicago? And I was like, I have, and I know how it gets cleaned. <laughs> You must be such a joy to work with. <laughs> I'm extremely popular at work. <laughs> you know, I believe it. <laughs> so Diane takes them, tells them that, you know, use her employee ID. She's technically still on the payroll and is getting paid like every two weeks. And guy's like, why didn't you quit? Like, we haven't worked there for months. And Diane's like, no one noticed. They're sending me checks. Cashing them is my way of gradually taking the man down from the inside. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love this. I incidentally, I might cut this out. We'll see. I <laughs> recently noticed that my old job has continued to pay me, even though I haven't worked there in two months. And I was like, oh, man, I should probably let someone know so they don't continue to do this and then demand like $10,000 back from me at some point. So I let them know. And then they sent me a very terse letter being like, please rectify this immediately. And I was like, I told you that you screwed up. And I had to send a check in the mail. What oh year is God. this? <laughs> what is this, 1922? Exactly. <laughs> I had a job when I worked at UFC, and my first job paid more than the second job I got at UFC. But, like, they just didn't process me quitting, so I was continuing to getting paid more. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't notice because I was, like, 18. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I guess I have worked more than I thought. I don't know. And then I I got pulled into like a very scary meeting and they were like, you have to pay all this back. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's exactly. This is your mistake. They they screwed up. They didn't process my forms. And then they were just like, how dare you? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's illegal for them to ask for you to pay it back. Yeah. And utter nonsense to ask me to pay it back via check in the mail. Who has checks? Literally, I had to go Did you searching. have to go get checks? No, I happen to have a checkbook that has like four remaining checks in it from when I ordered checks in 2009. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. I found it in a box. <laughs> Honestly, lucky that you did. Mm-hmm. But so Guy pulls Diane aside to talk in private and in the bathroom, he's like, is this the best way to use your time? Like, I, I know that writing has been going slowly. You've been beating yourself up. And Diane's like, well, book's about my life. So by living my life, I'm working on the book. Mm-hmm. Guy tries to be like, you don't have to work on this if you don't want to. She's like, of course I want to. It's fine. But honestly, like to Diane's point, like how much time is this really taking up? Like, is she not going to write for like one day? Yeah, you're right. This is just like a weekend <laughs> excursion. It seems like it's like a weekend evening. Yeah. I mean, it suggests there is definitely a pattern going on here where she's constantly trying to get out of writing this book. But mm-hmm. still. Well, we don't know that, though. Yeah. Yeah, just seems bold to be like, is this the best use of your time? It's like, eh, it's one night, who cares? Yeah. So Diane's like, You're, we're being rude to our guests. Offer them a fancy beer. Yes. <laughs> so Todd is strategizing with Jorge about the plan to get the kidney back. They have to sneak into the party, find out where the kidneys are, retrieve the kidneys, and sneak out without drawing attention to themselves. <laughs> and Guy comes back in and is like, but watch out, because Jeremiah Whitewell is legally allowed to murder you. Yes, I do like that callback from the last time that we encountered the new law about billionaires being allowed to murder people. Listen, billionaires can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you what billionaires will never not be able to find. An abortion. <laughs> yeah, well said. Jesus Christ. What a week. Ugh. Yeah. Hasn't even been officially announced. I know, but 
boy has it ruined my week assuming you know that what it I'm, will. but you know what i'm waiting for i'm waiting for all of those my body my choice freedom convoyers to mm. drive to dc yeah great point and occupy that city mm-hmm. maybe they can honk their horns for weeks on end yeah maybe go terrorize a different community for once mm-hmm. yep well said Maybe maybe do more than just co-opt another movement's slogan mm-hmm. and actually do something. That's, maybe that's do something good for a change. Uh. Do something other than, than annoy me. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Very bad. Horrible week to be a person with a vagina. Yeah, truly. Anyways, back to Bone. <laughs> yeah, there's like no good way to pivot. I do have this written down about the fancy beer where they're like, the barley was sourced from Portland, Maine, but the brewery is in Portland, Oregon. Not the two Portlands. <laughs> Is there a third Portland? Probably. How many Portlands are there? There are more than 30 different cities in the United States named Portland, or if Portland is part of their name. Wow. All right. (laughs) Oh, my God. More than you think, exclamation mark. More than you think. There's one in Oregon, North Dakota, Texas, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Indiana, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, the then Maine. There's one in England in the UK, one in Australia, two in Australia. Wow. And those are just the top 14 Portlands. Yeah. Some of these seem like they don't count. Well, the four, 14 I just listed are all straight up named Portland. Yeah, those ones all can't. But this one's like Portland City, Alaska, founded in 1907, but renamed in 1915 to hide her Alaska. Like, get that off the list. Yeah, I don't think that counts. Yeah. At first, I was going to be like, I think Portland City counts. And then you're like, renamed. I was like, oh. <laughs> in 1915. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. So... Jorge is, like, very upset about this plan, but Todd is like, listen, all you've ever done my whole life is criticize me. Can you please get on board with the plan? It's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, do you want to help my mom or do you want to just, like, go to the hospital and wait? And he's like, ugh, fine. Yes, and Todd's, and Jorge's like, things don't just work out. And Todd's like, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, like, a running thing in this episode of Todd being like, yeah, like, my the way I live my life, like, things work out sometimes, and I am an optimist, and it's all good. Like, the culmination of all of that I do really love. Mm-hmm. I, 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 It's very, very good. Yeah. So, throughout the whole assistant thing, like, Lenny and Princess Carolyn have been getting new jobs for all of the, like, they basically just go through and, like, offer everyone new jobs. Like, I, I don't think it really makes sense to go through them one at a time. Yeah, no, they basically just get the, like, top people where it's, like, Casey and then this, like, snake person (laughs) they basically leave it so that Stuart will be like the only person in charge of the strike yeah basically so yeah so they're like we're gonna find better jobs for these people and then they won't care what happens to the assistants and they very much pull a like why would you care about them you're one of us now and then they just like slam the door in their faces yeah and it's like well okay Mm -hmm. yeah they're like and you'd have your own assistant it's great but and like so mean of princess carolyn to not let Stuart be one of the people who get a new job i know (laughs) although it does seem to be at Stuart's point that she starts being like okay maybe this is bad yeah when she realizes Stuart's about to get screwed over she's like oh okay actually do you want to just finish the union stuff yeah let's do it i do (laughs) there is one person that Princess Carolyn's talking to the one who looks like she's like a snake person and mm-hmm. she's like I got in trouble because I set up a meeting with the wrong Steve McQueen how was I supposed to know they meant the dead one yeah it seems 
these assistants have ver- been very poorly used. Yeah. But ultimately, it, it culminates in they're up to Stuart and Princess Carolyn. How does she get the meet? Princess Carolyn's like, we'll meet again tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. she has a flashback to when she was an assistant and her boss was like, oh, well, I'd love to give you a raise, but you're going to be like an agent any day now. Yeah, and they start kind of threatening Stuart, and they're like, well, all of the other union leaders have abandoned you, and Stuart's like, okay, and is just fine with it, and then Princess Carolyn's like, actually, you know what, I made a mistake in the contract, and let's wait until tomorrow. Yeah, she's like, oh, on page 12, I wrote Billy Bob showers instead of billable hours. Yeah, they're like, "That's we can't put that in there. (laughs) And so Princess Carolyn is like, I'll fix a new version for you to sign tomorrow, let me take you to your car. They walk outside and realize Stuart doesn't have a car. <laughs> Princess Carol's like, why did you make me walk several blocks in the rain? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know. Just like never had anywhere to go before. <laughs> and then she gives him a business card and it's just like, just call this number. And so the next day they walk into the conference room and someone is sitting in. Someone indeed. Judah! I was like, I couldn't remember how Judah came back into the show. I know. So happy about this. I was very, very excited to see Judah. And I was like, thank God. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad he's back. I have. We back, baby, written in my notes. (laughs) This is exactly who... We they needed on the agents side, not on the agent side, the assistant side. Yes, and Judah instantly iconic. Where he's just like, oh, like I thought we said that we were going to meet at nine, but it's like three minutes after. And if you don't respect my time, I think we should probably start again tomorrow on time, so we can show that you respect my time. And it's like, oh my god, <laughs> what a start! I love him so much. Listen, I I'm in a union that is on the verge of a strike vote here, mm-hmm. and I wish. I would feel so much better if Judah was in charge of it. <laughs> Gotta channel that Judah energy. Ugh, just absolutely beautiful. I'm so glad Judah's back. I love him yes. so much. Me too. And Princess Carolyn is just like, looks really happy to see him and is like, let the negotiations begin and they're going to do it for real now. Ugh, absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. So back in Chicago, Jorge and Todd are trying to go to the Christmas party. And Todd is like, hi, I'm Diane. But like... <laughs> He can't, it, it's like back and forth, like, no, I'm tall, I'm tall. <laughs> yeah, and they say, like, I find it hard to believe that you're Diane Nguyen. And he's like, that's racist. People don't always look the way their last name suggests. Like, it's fine. Look at me. I'm Todd Chavez. <laughs> like, I thought your name was Diane Nguyen. <laughs> no, but it is. <laughs> he so is not funny. good at this. <laughs> he is not good at this. Jorge, though, is good at this. He gets an mm-hmm. idea and pretends to be a, like, cleaner and gets Todd in the garbage can, pretends to be a custodian, and just speaks Spanish at the shark man and, until he gets in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, of course I did that. Like, it was straightforward and logical, which is also like big Judah energy from Jorge. I'm not willing to compare the two just yet. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just like this of like, yes, it was straightforward and logical. Like, that's what I should have done. And that's why I did it. <laughs> like, I could see I could see Judah saying that, but you're mm-hmm. right. Back at Bellican's, Bojack is drinking club soda, and Dr. Champ's like, what a nerd! <laughs> very funny, but very sad to see Dr. Champ in this state, but kind of funny that he's just like, nerd! <laughs> Ugh, it's horrible. Yeah, and Dr. Champ's just like, I'm just drinking enough to be steady, and then I'm going to go home, and it's going to be great, and like all of my clients are going to get sober, and I'm going to be on magazines. And it's like, oh no. It's just so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
It's really bad. And Dr. Champ, like, actually starts doing some, like, decent therapizing with Bojack where he's like, you know, you're not gonna be able to help anyone else unless you're honest with yourself. And, like, you can't have relationships with horses and you have a thing about it. And Bojack's like, no, I can't take you back to where you work at rehab if you're drunk. Like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Champ does say, like, I am actually not a therapist. I'm a therapy horse. And that is a subtle but legally important distinction. And also very funny. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. Like, like, I think it's kind of similar to when he's like, my first name is Doctor. <laughs> li- literally. <laughs> There's nothing, I mean, credi- nothing credible about this person. I do think that a therapy horse would be quite useful in my life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it would help like a little like a little Sebastian from from Parks and Rec but as a therapy horse there was a little sort of like a petting zoo place in New Brunswick that was going out of business they were also just like a like a plant nursery situation you could go get your flowers and stuff in the spring but they also had a small petting zoo and they were like we are going out of business so like we're giving homes to the animals or whatever and they had a mini horse and hazel and i spent quite a lot of time trying to convince my mom that the farm needed a mini horse but it was not to be i'm so furious with your mother right now Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. And then the best part of it was that she was like, that's ridiculous. I'm, of course, not getting a mini horse, et cetera, et cetera. And then she messaged both of us like a day later and was like, someone else bought the horse. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I obviously reached out to see if we could get the mini horse. But someone had already claimed the mini horse. Okay, well, I'm less furious with your mother now. Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh, I can't believe she doesn't want it. But she did try to get the mini horse. It would be such a charming thing if you had been like, oh, yes, I had a mini horse. I know. Oh, my God. And then every time I went home to the farm, I could just hang out with my mini horse. Ugh, truly tragic. I mean, that horse is probably dead by now, right? I mean, this was only like a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, she's like, You're, you don't live in this province. Like, what are you going to do with a mini horse? And I was like, you guys can keep him alive till I come home. <laughs> You're like, I just want to visit him a few times a year. Yeah, I'll spend a total of like six weeks a year with him and get a lot of joy out of those six weeks. That is so funny. I thought this was like when you were living at home. <laughs> no, no, very much not. <laughs> so okay, well, I'm, I'm very glad we clarified that story because that is so funny. <laughs> it was at least in my late 20s. <laughs> oh, man. And then, yeah, so ba- as we said, Bojack and Champ really go through like some real therapy and realization and Bojack's like wait is this what therapy is but Dr. Champ is asleep yeah yeah he's like what about my relationship with Hollyhock like shouldn't she remind me of my father like why do I want to hang out with Hollyhock he's like uh he's like wouldn't I keep her at arm's length and be desperate for her to love me but unwilling to be vulnerable enough to let her it's like yeah well it sounds Mm, right well that's exactly what you do bud yeah but he's gonna progress by returning to his life as a sober man and holding himself accountable for his actions that's right yeah yeah and dr champ yeah he's just passed out and yeah yeah this is a big problem Mm -hmm. back in chicago todd and jorge get to the kidney warehouse and they're almost stopped by a security guard but jorge says that there's a hot dog related emergency Mm -hmm. someone's (laughs) someone's putting ketchup on a dog in chicago yeah not in my town (laughs) I don't eat real hot dogs, of course, as a vegetarian, but mm-hmm. I put ketchup on my veggie dogs and I won't apologize for that. Nor should you. I think it's fine. The Chicagoians. What are Chicago people called? Chicagans? Chicagoans? Shot. Anyways, <laughs> if anyone's from Chicago, please help us. I feel like people from Chicago, though, are very anti-ketchup. 
At least on hot dogs. Chicago in. I'm not willing to perceive that right now. (laughs) I can't do it. I googled it and it looks like Chicago with an A-N at the end. Chicago in. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Hopefully this doesn't come up too many more times. Hopefully not. (laughs) And Jorge says, you know, thank you for coming. Thank you for getting the kidney. Like, we know you don't want us to bother you anymore, so your mother and I will never bother you again. And Todd's like, why would I want that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Horia's like, I raised you as part of my family, and like, I know I was hard on you, but that's just because I expected good things from you. And Todd's like, yeah, no, you weren't tough on me, you were mean to me, which is like an important distinction. A very important distinction. And also, I think, especially important, considering that like, Horia's not even his real dad. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I mean, obviously, I've spoken lots about like, the virtues of blended families and all of that and being raised by somebody else. But like, I do think it's important just generally, like kids have no agency, like, well, let's not be mean to them. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is like, and then there's people who'll be like, well, you don't have any kids. What are you, you're not a parent. Why are you talking about this? Guess what? We've literally all been kids. <laughs> yeah, we've been children who have been raised by adults. Like, geez Louise. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it just comes from the fact that people like, don't believe that children deserve any agency and Mm -hmm. so they're like well your experience as a child means nothing yeah exactly i think that's very much uh the opinion of like children aren't really people yet and therefore they don't deserve any power and say in their lives and i think that manifests in people being very mean to them and that's bad that's not good we do not endorse that Mm mm-hmm and Jorge and Jorge is basically saying, like, I failed you, Todd, and you're a failure. And Todd's like, I'm not a failure and you didn't fail me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this a lot, actually, where Todd is really standing up for himself. And he's like, I'm living a good life. I have friends. I have a job I like. And I'm happy with all of this. And like, Jorge tries to diminish it by being like, you just play with puppets all day. And he's like, no, like, I really love my job as a nanny. Like, I think that that's great. And also, like... Even before that, Todd has, like, created and sold a business for a lot of money and been head Mm -hmm. of, like, ad sales. Like, he's been living, like, from, by anyone's definition, a successful life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just love his, like, reframing what he views as success. But also, yeah, like, his parents haven't been in his life for so long, so they've missed all this incredible stuff that he's done. Yeah, and Harry's like, well, you know, I've wanted to call you but you know your mother loves you very much and she's proud and like if you call her she'll talk to you Mm -hmm. and Todd's like well she's in a coma now yeah exactly Diane has left Jorge and Todd left their walkie-talkie in the kitchen so when (laughs) Diane tries to warn them that security is coming back doesn't work out I loved this exchange with Guy because like Guy picks up the walkie-talkie he's like why is this in here and I thought this was such a believable exchange where the security guard says to Diane, like, you can't stay in here. It's for customers only. And she's like, fine, I'll buy something. He's like, well, you could just leave. And she's like, no, now I want a pretzel. And then guy comes over the walkie-talkie and is like, babe, get me a pretzel too, please. Love you. Literally, it's very believable. <laughs> please. That would be me. Get me a pretzel too, please. Love, Love you. you. Bye. <laughs> 100%. So accurate. And now I kind of want a pretzel. Oh, my God. Me too. I always want a pretzel. <laughs> Me too. But, like, I feel like the main pretzel chain in, like, Canada is the, like, Mr. Pretzels. Mm. And I just find them to be, like, so oily Mm. that it, like, hurts my stomach. 
I had a very bad pretzel last week, and I was very disappointed in it. I had a mediocre pretzel in New York from a cart. Hmm. Yeah. I think I had a really good one in New York last time I was there, but this one was really bad. Did not care for it. Not every pretzel is going to be good. Mm-mm. Security guard comes in right as the kidney box comes off the conveyor belt. They put their mm-hmm. hands up, and Todd's like, ugh, fine, I'll put my hands up too. Like, you know he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. but Jorge does. Yeah, we get like a very dark moment here where the security guard thinks that Jorge is attacking Todd. Yeah, and Todd's like, no, no, I just need my kidney back for my mom. It's a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Since you have so many kidneys, like, you won't miss just one. And the security guard's like, ugh, what a little scamp, and gives him a noogie. Yeah, this is really and bad. This- and Jorge's just like, what is happening? Yeah, Jorge's so confused. And back so then they end up back at the hospital in the waiting room and Jorge apologizes to Todd for being so hard on him he explained that he was trying he like he tried really hard to protect Todd nothing came easy to Jorge and so he wanted to make Todd work the same way but then he's like ugh, I should have realized you're white mm-hmm. things yeah. work out for you yeah and like very poignant I think where it's like Todd has had a lot of these things easier and a lot of it does come down to privilege yeah, the, no, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. That's where I, I laughed the hardest in the episode at that moment because it's mm-hmm. true. Like it's the yeah. humor of something that is so accurate. Todd would never get away with half the shit he do- gets through if he wasn't white. Totally, and like I think it's really well done where they're just like, they assume that Jorge is doing all these bad things, and Todd, they're just like, oh, you little scamp. Like boys will be boys. Yeah, so so messed up. Yeah. They find out that Todd's mother is awake. Jorge asks if Todd wants to say hello, and Todd says, she has my number. She can call me. Jorge says, that's cold. Todd Mm. says, what do you expect? I'm a Chavez. Yep. Yep. Heavy stuff. Oof. I mean, I really hope they call him. He gave his kidney to them. Yeah. Yeah. True. I guess it was already out of him, but still, he like went to all this trouble of like a weekend at Bernie's to get him across state lines to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, he had already taken the kidney from his body, but he still went and found it and got it for her. Mm -hmm. The episode ends with Dr. Champ waking up at Partridge's, another rehab facility. A rehab founded by Danny Bonaducci. (laughs) Not Danny Bonaducci. (laughs) That's so funny. Mm -hmm. What have you seen... Danny Bonaducci. I associate him with the Johnny Fairplay story. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> he like smashed him and <laughs> broke his teeth. But, I mean, that is fair. He body slammed, like picked him up and like threw him down. Mm-hmm. That's, That's my strongest so Bonaducci association. <laughs> he was in two episodes of that 70s show. Oh. <laughs> I'm literally looking at like this stuff from the 90s to be like, what would we have seen him in? Yeah. The amount that my phone insists on advertising that 90s show to me, I just, I don't understand it. Well, you know, some of the stars of that 70s show are going to be in that one. I know. The number of times that it's like, it's reminding me. And I'm like, yes, I'm aware. I don't care. I mean, that 70s show was like fine, but I don't think it was that good. I loved it when I was a teenager, but it didn't age well. And it has some very problematic people in it. I haven't, I, I haven't re-explored that mm. show in so long. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back at Partridge's, Bojack told Pastiche that he has checked Dr. Champ into rehab, and Dr. Champ is furious about this, Mm -hmm. and Bojack says, you can't help anybody unless you're honest with yourself first. A wise man once told me that. (laughs) He's like, who? (laughs) He's like, you. You shouldn't listen to me. I'm a drunk. 
There's like a very bleak reference here where basically Dr. Champ is like, says that his life is ruined. He's like, I'm not gonna be able to go back to my job. And also my husband is gonna leave me because I promised I would never drink again after what happened to my daughter. Very dark. Yeah. Very dark. But like at the same time, this is addiction. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people with addiction get, they, they, they think that they're done and then it it pulls you back in. It's a very cruel an insidious illness that is absolutely relentless. So yeah. it's very amazing that Bojack took Dr. Champ to rehab and hopefully this clicks and it works for him. Yeah, obviously Dr. Champ not yet in the spot where he can hear that or see that this is ultimately going to be a good thing where he's just like, this is your fault. You ruined my life and you ruin people who care about you. And this is classic Bojack. Also, he blames the whole thing on Bojack because it was his contraband vodka that got him drunk which like as Bojack says it is technically true Mm -hmm. but it's also like such an absurd like as we talked about with Sam like such an absurd situation that Mm -hmm. would truly never happen and like and Bojack seems genuinely remorseful in the morning when he's like I'm so sorry this happened to you like I stayed with you all night I made sure nobody saw you I'll help you get out of here like he does seem like he legitimately feels really bad about what happened Mm -hmm. and like I don't hold that against him yeah, and it honestly is, like, the way everything's gone, It's if Bojack had, like, been, like, hey, I took this contraband vodka from whatever her name was again. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Jameson. Jameson. Thank you. <laughs> then, like, I feel like the way this is set up, it leaves you open to believe that maybe Dr. Champ would have just drank it anyways. Yeah. So, sucks, but Bojack got Dr. Champ into rehab, and... Dr. Champ is like, remember what you did to me? And Bojack's like, ugh, I remember everything now. I'm sober. Yep. He gets a drive. Yeah, he gets a drive home from a cab or cadaver driver. And the episode ends with him unlocking the front door to his house. So Bojack's home. Yep. And uh, we'll see what happens next week. We'll see what happens next. Mm -hmm. We have so much feedback. Yay. So I'm going to start with this one because it's quick. So Sarah wrote in and said, I am not cultured enough, but I know that the painting in Lenny Turtletop's boardroom references something. Any ideas? And so I looked this up on the BoJack Wiki. Mm -hmm. So there's like a painting in Lenny Turtletop's room and it is referencing the revolt in Cairo with the human figures being replaced with turtles. And I looked this up and it's basically just like a, a revolution situation. Cool. Yeah. So that's good. Carolyn wrote in and they said, buckle up for a long email, but the first, a lot of it is just very nice stuff about the Real Question podcast. So thank you, Carolyn, for that. And then they said, how does this all relate to Bojack? I'm glad you asked. I think your episode of The Real Question and the questions you discussed are questions that people in Bojack's life have to discuss. There are absolutely people in therapy because of the impact their relationship with Bojack had on their life, and there are people choosing not to go to events because Bojack's presence there makes them uncomfortable. We also know Bojack suffered a tremendous amount of abuse from his parents. We've seen it in every flashback to his childhood. It's a cycle of abuse playing out. By the way, I'm pretty sure the black dots in the intro sequence, like the ones we see in the episode where Bojack remembers the first time he drank, are supposed to be burn marks. Like if you lit a photo on fire, one that you had printed at the drugstore back in the 90s. Yeah, sounds about right. But I think that it also like, it's meant to look like that, but it's also meant to like represent like him not remembering. Yeah. Natalie wrote in and said, Kirsten is right. Funyuns are gross. Thank you. Sam's vulnerable response to a little uneven is all was so nice. All my love to Sam. Truly sending love to Sam. 
I never caught the, the phrase a little uneven. Was Danny referencing Sharona as the person who would take the fall? Y'all are so smart. <laughs> we're watching with a close eye. Yes, we are. And then Natalie also sent some more nice stuff about the real question and has some questions for a future episode that I will come back to later. Okay. Lydia wrote in and they said, I was on my double digits rewatch of Jack Horseman and said, wow, I wish there was a thing where people talk about every episode of a show in depth. And then I remembered podcasts exist. This is such a good podcast. I'm very happy I found the show with female hosts that call out the hard shit that happens in this show. I'm feverishly attempting to catch up before you finish and already listened to three seasons since last week. Oh my God. Are you okay, Lydia? <laughs> and Lydia says... Reaching season four landed me on your talk about cow diners. In my mind, there was one original cow diner, and then as the family grew, each subsequent child got to open their own cow diner, <laughs> wherever they would move to. Big family business. Also, you can tip both a waitress and a cow. Crazy how that works. <laughs> oh, I never, the cow tipping never occurred to me. That's so funny. Yes, very good. Alex wrote in and said, it's been a while, but I'm still here. I wanted to say, hey, as a patron. So thank you so much, Alex. Thank you, Alex. And yeah, basically just said, super excited and enjoyed the AMA podcast from last week. And Beautiful. Lastly, Lydia also wrote in and said, I was thinking about Wood Charles's hand transplants from season four, <laughs> specifically when he gets lobster claws. Why are lobsters, crabs, slash maybe other crustaceans the only anthropomorphic animals in this show that seems not to have evolved human hands? We can't speak to that. <laughs> Listen, I wish I knew. I wish I had an answer for you, but you're going to have to ask Raphael Bob Locksburg. Mm -hmm. We would ask him if he would come on the show. We would love to talk about it with RB. Honestly, if RB Dub came on, I feel like we would just be like, but what does this mean? What about the cannibalism? <laughs> well, like, it would not be like a good interview because I'd just be like, I, why are they cannibals? <laughs> Tell us about the chickens and also how did they get in the fish car? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And yes, I'm sure we will also discuss Patreon in a bit more detail, but did want to shout out our newest May patrons, Alex and the great MJC. So thank you both so much for joining in thank the you. last week. We love and appreciate you. Mm -hmm. So very much. Um, I did tweet out that we were going to record Amazing. from my deathbed. Not my deathbed. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm like, again, medium crappy. I mm -hmm. think everyone can sense that from this episode of the podcast. <laughs> Sarah replied and said, Todd took his stepdad's last name, but we never get the backstory on their relationships. It's so much that I always found that interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think children really have a say on what last name they take. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just ad adoption. And then you're like, oh, I guess that's my last name now. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like Jorge has been in Todd's life since he was very, very young and sounds like he decided I'm going to raise this kid like he's my own. And I think that's great. Although it seems like his methods were not always... Ideal. Well, yeah, and so if we're saying that Todd is 28 at this point, which I think is the case, yeah. he said at the beginning, like, you ruined my life, like, 25 years ago. So that means he yeah. was, like, three when mm -hmm. his mom got together with Jorge. So adds up that he would get adopted. Mm -hmm. Yes. But yes, is that it? That's all? I think that's it. That's all. Okay. We, we have not received a five-star review in some time, mm -hmm. and I know that y'all are capable willing and ready to leave us five star ratings and reviews on your podcaster of choice so please i mean if you're not gonna do it for the podcast do it for me i'm sad with covid and i would like something nice to read please send us five star <laughs> reviews on apple podcasts yes i'm shamelessly using my 
illness during a global pandemic for podcast reviews. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's fair, right, Lindsay? I think that's very fair. You can also email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet at us at bojackhorsepod. You can hear more from me over on Kowski Cast, that's cow with a K, talking about Riverdale, on the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast feed, talking about Temptation Island, and on the Mess Magnets podcast feed, talking about celebrity gossip, pop culture, and trending topics. What did you think of when I gave your plugs last week? I <laughs> I was very impressed. I loved it. I was like really cursed and you couldn't even leave a voice memo with plugs. Like I, I was like, I'm such a dick, literally. I was like, I could look this up and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. No, <laughs> I, I got to Temptation Island. I was so proud. I thought you did a great job. I, I thought I thought you were great. And also you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten said what, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what. You can follow Lindsay on just podcasts i was about you don't have social media <laughs> go listen to the simpsons then and now go there will listen be a new to episode the... this week breaking news <gasps> yes yes Woo-hoo. we recorded this morning we talked about the first episode of futurama just so we would have something to talk about but mostly we were trying to decide what we should do next beautiful <laughs> yeah so if you don't listen to that new episode i'll know you'll know and you'll feel bad about it so mm-hmm. listen and also i still go back and listen to the real question real question is podcast Real question Real podcast. Question podcast. Yeah. Go that one that one doesn't expire. It's always good to go listen to that as well. But we will be back next week to talk about season six, episode seven of Bojack Horseman, The Face of Depression. So mm. that sounds like a wonderful time. <laughs> and we will see you then. Bye.